everybody. I'm Tom Farrell. And I'm Sean Swarner. And we are here with another Hope Podcast. Helping others persevere every day. You are looking tan today. Have you been out in the sun? <laughs> uh, we, we just had our, uh, we just put a patio in. All poured, uh, I want to say it was probably 30, 30 or 40,000 pounds of, of concrete. So I was out there helping those guys. They, uh, they, they kind of tapped into a uh, sprinkler head, so we had to fix that. I, I, I spent a lot of time outside. I know I, I, I know I shouldn't with my background, but it feels good, and I can say I'm getting my vitamin D. All right, so you spent enough time outside. We're back inside. Let's have a conversation today. Um, it's an expression that I've heard, and it just came across my desk again this week. And, and so when I texted over to you, um, you said, yeah, let's – Let's throw that one out there and let's see where we go with our conversation. So um, here's what we're gonna use as our springboard today to get the conversation going. And, and the expression goes like this, you can't help everyone, but everyone can help someone. You can help everyone, but everyone can help someone. And when I read that this week, I thought about our podcast and I thought, man, that is so true. And in my mind, sometimes I get overwhelmed with trying to make a difference um, on too many levels. But when you break it down and you just really focus on somebody, a lot of times you can make much more of a difference for that one particular person than going too wide. And so that was why I texted it to you. I'm glad that you um, agreed this would be something that we could talk to. And the other thing before we really dive into it, I think it goes hand in hand with why we started this podcast. We both said to each other, hey, if we can make a difference, if we can help one person, that it makes these conversations worthwhile for us. And so the way I view the Hope Podcast is I really want it to be a recharging station for somebody that maybe they're having a bad week, maybe they're having a bad day, that hopefully they can come to our podcast and kind of just turn everything else off for a little while and take away something. And, and when they do get done with the half hour or whatever it is that we talk about, that they can feel better about themselves and maybe go out there and help someone. So that, that's the genesis behind today's podcast in my mind. I, I, I love it, man. And, and I don't think you've ever sent a text or an idea, an email, and I've looked at it and thought to myself, the hell is he talking about? That's a horrible idea. <laughs> yeah, that just doesn't happen. Every everything that comes out of that 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 brain of yours is 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 pure genius, I think. And I think um, you know, helping just one person really it can spread. I know we've used it before, but like a ripple in a pond. You know, you drop, you throw a pebble in there, and it ripples out. And before we started the recording, I know I mentioned um, something about a starfish story. Um, I think it's called the star thrower. And you said that it, you didn't know what it was. So I'm, I'm going to read it off real quick. And uh, if for people who have heard this story before, it'll be a great refresher. But uh, one day, an old man was walking along a beach that was littered with thousands of starfish that had been washed ashore by the high tide. As he walked, he came upon a young boy who was eagerly throwing the starfish back into the ocean, one by one, puzzled. The man looked at the boy and asked what he was doing. Without looking up from his task, the boy simply replied, I'm saving these starfish, sir. 
The old man laughed aloud at the young, at the young boy and said, son, there are thousands of starfish and only one of you. What difference can you make? The boy picked up a starfish, gently tossed it into the water, turned to the man and said, I made a difference to that one. So I think that's, that's really powerful. And then there's also what most people don't hear is there's a, uh, a part two. And I've always wondered what happened next. So the man moved on late for work. He smiled as he anticipated sharing this quirky story with his colleagues. But the boy persisted hour after hour in the hot sun. He gently tossed starfish into the water. By late morning, more people had noticed the boy and several stopped to help him. First, it was another child and her mother, then a second family, and soon a small crowd was, spreaded, was spread across the beach, carefully picking up starfish and returning them to the sea. By midday, the crowd was big enough to attract attention. Someone brought snacks and water for the volunteers. Someone called a friend at a news station and a reporter arrived with a camera. A short human interest story aired later that afternoon and was seen by a local marine biologist and a member of the city council. The two of those guys met at the beach. By then it was late in the day and they saw dozens of people still saving starfish. The marine biologists had ideas for how they could prevent so many starfish being stranded on the beach in the future. The council member asked him to send a proposal. With elections coming up, something like this could really help him. And thus, the town's Save the Starfish program was born, ultimately inspiring other towns to create similar programs across the country. So here's a, a question that we can toss back to other people. What difference do you wanna make? Because it really shows that one person can start, start small and build momentum to helping thousands and literally millions. So you've, you said you've never heard that story before. I never heard it. And part one, I thought was good. Part two, I thought was great. I mean, <laughs> it was like, talk about going from good to great. That story is phenomenal and hits square right in the middle of what we wanted to talk about today. Because what, what I love about part two is that that young boy, he actually impacted somebody else who impacted somebody else. And as you were talking through that story, Sean, I actually thought of you <laughs> and, and your expeditions because in a similar kind of way, I, I don't want to speak for you, but I, I can imagine that you never thought there was going to be that many people getting behind you to go to your North Pole expedition that now lives on Amazon as a feature documentary. So I think in your mind's eye, your quest was to help somebody. You didn't know where the road was going to lead you. You didn't know how you were going to make your way down that road, but you did know you had some burning desire in your heart to help somebody. And that's where it starts. And, and boy, oh boy, did you ever help somebody and, and use the analogy of the starfish to the people that have been affected with cancer. I can't tell you how many people come up to me who have seen your documentary and say that they've been touched in some way by your hope campaign. Yeah, no, it, it, that's a great analogy too. And, and, you know, there are millions of people affected by cancer and I, I, I can't help them all. You know, I haven't figured out cloning yet. So I, I can't, you know, there's, there's only one of me and I, I can't be everywhere, but Knowing that there's uh, that True North uh, documentary that you guys put together, True North, the True North, the Sean Swarner story that the workshop put together, um, 
it's it's weird because I'll just randomly get an email or a text from someone, and I got a a message just just yesterday from a lady on Facebook who saw the video, that she saw the film because she was looking for things to help her son who just graduated high school. So he's 18 years old and he was just diagnosed with rhabdomyosarcoma. And he's, um, he's not doing very well. And I sent, and I asked her, you know, she, she's like, I'm shocked that you responded. And I was out running actually, I stopped and I sent her a message and I asked for her son's um, cell number. So I, I just randomly shot him a, a text and said, hey, check this out, which was a link to the Amazon film. And he wrote back, it just ecstatic, you know, just super, super happy. Um, and his mom immediately wrote as well, saying his, his persona, his energy, everything, absolutely everything about him has changed. He's uplifted, he's happy, he's not downtrodden, he's not beaten up. So there's one person right there. So Sean, following up on that, say there is somebody listening right now and they need what you just described there. How do they get a hold of you and how, how do they know that you're going to respond to them? What's the best way for them to reach you if they need something like you just put out there, that story? Oh, sure. Just go to seanswarner.com. And, and I say it's Sean, like Sean Connery. My grandfather came from Scotland. So it's, it's the proper spelling. S-E-A-N, uh, Swarner. S as in Sam, W-A-R-N-E-R. Just like the Warner Brothers with an S on the front. And if they go there, they'll find a way to reach you. And then you, uh, you'll reach back out to them. I, I do my best to, uh, to actually respond to every single person who writes to me. Um, and and I, I thank my mom and my dad for, for having the wherewithal about them and uh, seeing into the future, knowing that I would need typing. So in high school, that's probably the only thing I remember is my typing class. <laughs> so when I'm on a computer, I can zip things out pretty quickly. So I do my best to get back to everybody. And I really appreciate hearing other people's stories as well, you know, because that, that, that gives me a sense of purpose. And I think that's what most people might be lacking right now because they don't know where to go. They don't know how to do it. You know, just find something you're passionate about. Find something that's of, of core value to you and do it. You know, don't test the waters by sticking your toe in there because if it's cold, then you might, you might not jump in. Just go for it. Feel the exhilaration of just the, the, the leap, you know, making the jump. You were talking about mom and dads. It made me think of a story that I wanted to share of, you know, one person making a difference in my life. And it's a very simple story, but it stuck with me. And it was one of my mom and dad's best friends for many, many years. Uh, her name is Jerry Dunn, um, salt of the earth woman. When, it, when, when um, you think of a, a saint living here on earth, Mrs. Dunn is uh, pretty close to that description. Well, it was my 50th birthday and hadn't heard from her in a little while. And there was a package on my front door and my mom and dad both had passed at this point. And there was a package at the front door and it had her name on it. And I opened it up and it was a collection of baked goods and penny candies and all these fantastic memories of, of my youth that she packaged up into one care package and sent it my way. And she put a note in there that she was thinking about my parents and what they would probably send my way if they were still here at 50. And uh, when I turned 50 and I opened it up and I'm telling you, Sean, it has stuck with me as like one of those 
man, she went out of her way to think of me that day when she put together this package. And I, I know from my point of view, it sure made a difference. The fact that I'm standing here talking with you today about it certainly shows that she was able to, to impact. And here's the other thing about Mrs. Dunn that I know. I'm not the only package that she sent off to because I've talked to other people from our neighborhood, from our past, who have exact same stories. So she's got it in her DNA. She knows how to make a difference in people's lives. And that's one story that resonated with me that it was so darn simple, but yet made such a huge impact. So my question is, why, why aren't there more people like that in the world? Why, why aren't there more people who take the initiative to actually do something? Are, are they afraid that it won't be appreciated? Are they afraid of um, someone not saying thank you? Are they afraid of not getting the recognition? What, what's holding people back from actually helping others? A great question. And one of the things that I immediately go to when I hear people, when I ask them, like, why didn't you go there? Why didn't you say something to this person? And the immediate response is, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to say. Hmm. Um, for, for example, if, if someone close to you passes away and you don't hear from a good friend, and usually they, when you do catch up with them, they're like, sorry, I just didn't know what to say to you at the time. You, you just have to, like you were saying, make the initiative and leap into it. It doesn't matter what you say at that time. All you have to say is, I'm sorry, or all you have to say is, I'm thinking about you. Yeah. And even, even if you say, I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> perfect, perfect. <laughs> you know, you just have to take the situation that's in front of you and become responsible for it and, and take action. Because uh, the lack of action and the fact that you don't say anything sometimes speaks uh, louder than than what you would say. Well, it's it's it, it's like, and I I don't mean to compare someone passing away to to email conversations, but it's like an email conversation or as a a text string or whatever. You know, you're going back and forth with someone on text, and all of a sudden they just disappear when you try to call them or they don't answer. Or you send emails back and forth, and then you ask them a a, a deeper question. Hey, well, are you interested in working together on this? And then all of a sudden they they're ghosting you. You know, something is better than nothing. Yep. Just saying, hey, sorry, it's not the right time. Or, hey, I don't know what to say right now. Anything is, anything is better than nothing at all. Yeah, and that's, and that's, I think, goes back to your question of, like, why do people do that? I just, I, I think it's uh, as simple as some people have it in their genes and some people don't have it in their genes. But it's certainly a a formula that I like to subscribe to and, and I would like to see other people subscribe to because I think it would be a better world if we did reach out and, and show people that we care. Absolutely. And, and I'm going to throw this out here. I have no idea what hole we're going to go down, but what if, I mean, look, look at babies. When we're born, when we're younger, we have every opportunity ahead of us. We, we are afraid of two things, loud noises and falling. Those are the only two innate fears that we have. Everything else, every single other fear is learned. So as we get older, 
the patterns that we hear from our parents, the patterns that we hear from ourselves, the internal dialogue, the patterns that we hear from other people. You know, no, you can't do that. Oh, hey, be careful. I don't want you to get hurt. Things like that, as opposed to telling people, hey, stay on the, stay on the trail. Don't go, as opposed to saying, don't go off the trail. Tell them, stay on the trail. Because we're inundated with, and I, I did some research on a, for a program I'm working on, where within the first 18 years of our lives, as much as 80% of the information that we absorb is negative. 80%. So that leaves 20% of the information that our brain is getting to it being positive. So I wonder if, if it's something like that. As we age, we become bitter. We, that's where we develop those, and that by we, I mean like the collective human beings. You know, that's where prejudices come in. You know, they're not, they're not there at birth. When we're younger, we want to do everything. What happens at, as we age? What happens to, to, to change the fact that, you know, kids are playing with everybody. And as we get older, we're like, ah, I don't, you know, keep it in arm's distance. Because over, over time, we've learned these patterns. And these patterns have become habits in our brain. And I think that's, that potentially could be where, oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. Or that's where the negative part comes out, too. So much food for thought there. So I'm going to flip the script a little bit this week, all right? Um, one of the things you just said there was, what was your, what was your percentage on negative? That, what was that statistic you gave about negative? It was, it's 77%. So we'll just round it up and say it's almost 80% of neg negative information that your brain receives by the time you're 18 years old. Wow. So we usually look to you for like your three things that you can take away. And I've, I've put together three takeaways for today. All right. Fantastic. And the very first one, ironically enough, if you're going to be that one person to go out there and try to help someone, try to stay positive, keep those positive vibes going with, with people, because we have enough negativity flooding into our world, whether it's on our smartphones or on television, when you sit down and watch the news, so if you're, if you're reaching out to someone, stay positive. That would be my first takeaway. The other is don't worry about what you're going to say. Don't try to formulate the perfect words for that person. Because more than likely, the person that you're reaching out to, you know pretty well or you know about them pretty well. So I would say just, just I'm thinking of you would be the second uh, open door line that you could start a conversation with. I'm thinking about you. You can't go wrong with that opening line. Um, and then the third is, I don't think anything is too small. And what I mean by that is there's no gesture that's too small to let someone know that you're thinking about, about them. Um, a box of penny candy and home baked goods, um, far outweighs anything else that I've ever received in my life um, from a woman who I think the world of growing up and now as an adult. So they would be my three takeaways that I want to offer to anybody that's out there listening today. So I, I think that's awesome. Be positive. Just let people know I'm thinking about you and nothing is too small. Yep. Fantastic. Pretty simple. So well, I think we covered this topic pretty well for, for the week. 
Um, Absolutely. If you want to contact Sean, if you want to reach out to Sean and you want to find out um, how you could help somebody, go to his website, seanswarner.com. And uh, I'm sure, I'm speaking for you right now, buddy, but I'm sure you will get back to that person. So anything else from your camp today? I don't think so. I think that's great. You know, be positive. Always, always be positive. Let people know you're thinking about them and just do any tiny gesture you can possibly do to let people know that, that they matter. Well, until next week, uh, that's another Hope Podcast. Uh, I'm Tom Farrell. I'm Sean Swarner. And as always, that's your dose of hope for today. <laughs>